There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. All right, well, welcome back. Yeah, how about it? Back in studio. Feels like we've been gone forever. In the air chair. <laughs> I know. Fritchie is still at home, but I, I have Tim and Jen in the studio with me this Yay. morning. Yay. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you. Good to have you back. How's everybody feeling? It's a lot brighter in here than in my uh, spare bedroom. <laughs> and it's a, lot, it's, a, it's a lot colder on the trip from South Lebanon to downtown than it is from my bedroom to my basement. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Jen sounds really echoey. I don't know what they did to her mic, but it sounds really is different. No, I was oh, going to say the I, same thing. She I sounds like she's in the garage. you got to really be on it, Jen. i got to be right up on it. Yeah. Even then it sounds... Yeah. So they did something else with it hmm. since I was here last. Oh, uh, they messed with your mic too? I think so. They messed with everybody's, didn't they? Well, yours is new. Yeah. And then they tweaked. Yours sounds good, Tim. Well, thanks. <laughs> I, I, didn't do, I didn't do anything. <laughs> We're not getting an echo off of Tim. You're sounding good this morning, Tim. And Fritch sounds good. Why don't you hop on mine, Jen, and see I what happens to. down there? Maybe let's that, see. Yeah, Maybe let's try that. Let's see what happens there. Never talk on that one. Hello? Is this better? Does this sound wow, better? How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You have an aura. <laughs> Do you really have to ask that out loud? How it doesn't possible? mix well with electronics. Not... <laughs> it does. Here, here's some over there. You're right. There we go. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Some rose quartz. I know. Well, we'll... Get the engineers. Oh, you put putting a good. I forgot want, we had that other one. Do you want to try this one? Let's see. How do, do you, you sound try, on that one? Do you want to try this one? Well, that's not as bad. Not as bad. The headphone jack is all jacked up over here, though. No. Ah, jeez. Where do you want me to, Jeff? <laughs> nah, it doesn't do you want matter. me to Just go back home? Make yourself comfortable. <laughs> that's what she wants. <laughs> so weather-wise, yeah, Frank is saying that uh, mm. we could see a significant weather event. Early next week. Uh, and now uh, there's an update on that. Originally, it was supposed to start around Monday afternoon. Now they're saying it could possibly start on Monday morning, continue through Monday and into Tuesday morning. Uh, they're not committing to any accumulation yet, but uh, that is something they continue to keep an eye on. In the meantime, could see a slick spot this morning as you're heading in. Otherwise, a uh, mix of sun and clouds and a high of 31. Right now, it's 20. At Cincinnati's Q102, and coming up, we'll do the 
First E News of the Day, the celebrities we love so much that they're actually cancel-proof. Are there any celebrities out there that we love so darn much that no matter what they do, we will never cancel them? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not, but these are the ones that would be most likely to survive something really rotten. BuzzFeed put out a list of 24 famous people who are so beloved by everyone and can absolutely do no wrong. So let's see, who is the most untouchable? At number 24 is the late Fred Rogers, followed by Julie Andrews. Oh, yeah. Lupita Nyong'o. Mrs. Who is it? Is it not Double Down? Whistle Down. Whistle Down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Andy Samberg, Lizzo, Billy Porter, Jennifer Garner, duh, late Alex Trebek, Octavia Spencer, Princess Diana, Maggie Smith, Tom Hanks comes in at number 13, which is a bit of a shocker to me because he is absolutely the first name that popped into my head. Same. But I Same. like the people at the top there. Yeah, yeah, so far so good here. Dwayne Johnson, Carrie Fisher, Rihanna, Harry Styles at number nine, Zendaya, Chadwick Boseman at number seven, Steve Irwin at number six, Viola Davis, Betty White is at number four, Hamilton superstar Lin-Manuel Miranda is at number three, Keanu Reeves, who is also just, we learn more and more about him all the time that just makes me love him even more. And then at number one, Dolly Parton. Oh, Here yeah. you come again. Yeah. Uh, what a great song. <laughs> I have that song on my iPod. It's on my, it's on my yeah. playlist. Yeah. Hmm. Dolly's been on a roll lately. She's been doing all kinds of things that have been endearing her even further. And Boy, th- I mean, there's a, there's a woman who has managed. I mean, think of how many years she's been in show mm. business. What, 50, 60 years, something like that? Yeah, it's crazy. And she's managed to not step in it once. That I can't think of one time. She- Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She's ever stepped in it. Yeah, I don't think so. Just being her true self. I saw her in concert once when I was really, really young and? with Kenny Rogers <gasps> at the oh, Heart what? of Illinois Fair. We used to get some big acts there in Peoria, Illinois. Let me tell you. Amazing. It was. I remember it very well. I also saw the guy from Dukes of Hazard. John Schneider. Schneider. <laughs> we you saw know. him too down in Hazard, Jen, at the Black Gold Festival. He used to come all the time. It was like he was super famous down there. And oh, he wore hilarious. the lace, the lace up moccasins that went all the way to his knees. Both him and Tom Mopat had country albums. Yeah, yeah, they were. We have good. one. I think we still have the John Schneider album at my parents' house. That's hilarious. Oh wow, that's funny. <laughs> Just some good old boys. Never, <laughs> Never meaning no, no harm. harm. No. <laughs> Did Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers sing together the oh, whole yeah. time? Or was well, it, it was like Islands in the show? Stream. I was going to say, they, please tell me they did Islands in the Stream. Oh, of course oh. they did Islands in the Stream. That was when that song was a hit is when I saw them. But no, I think they did separate and then they came together. Oh, mm. my gosh. What a great day. Oh, it was. Wow. Yeah.
I'm checking our uh, database to see if we have any uh, John Schneider in the system. <laughs> we have, uh, let's see. Oh, my goodness, we do. We, we, have, do? <laughs> we have two uh, John Schneider songs. I've been around enough. And uh, let's see what that is. Oh, that's John Schneider. I've been around enough. And then we also have in here, What's a Memory Like You? Did he play that at your oh, concert? Oh, man, I'm sure that he did. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Refresh my memory. Was he Bo or Luke, Duke? I think he was Luke, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, you're probably right. My first job in radio guy. when I was 19 was at an AM radio station that no one listened to called Suds Country. I love and that. And we played Suds. all of this stuff on record and... I didn't know that John Schneider was a country singer, too. I was like, uh-huh. there's a guy from Duke's Hazard. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, look, I'm playing Tom Mopat next. That guy's got an album. What the hell? <laughs> so the only country knowledge I have is probably from the country radio that I did when I was in high school because our high school station, our little student-run high school station, had an hour block of country music every day at 3 o'clock, and they called it Country Calvacade. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so most old yeah. country songs, everyone thinks, oh, Americana, they're all so sweet, but most of them are about cheating and doing it and drinking. <laughs> Getting drunk, and, going to know, jail. Uh, there's a quite quite a few about doing underage girls. Wow. Yeah. I got, what is it, the perfect country western? I, I got drunk the day my mom got out of prison. It was a, a life lesson for 19-year-old Tim going, I don't, what the hell am I playing? This is morbid. From Detroit, of all places, too. <laughs> a man in New Jersey built a giant Lincoln Memorial out of snow in his front yard. At first, he actually tried making the Washington Monument, but the neighbors called the police. Louis Vuitton has a sweater that is covered in puppets. The sweater goes for about $8,000, which is a small price to pay for something that will get you mauled outside of kindergarten. (laughs) According to a new survey, people under 35 are three times more likely to have nude photos of themselves on their phone, while people over 35 are more likely to have a really close-up picture of a mole. (laughs) Mole. Molly mole. Mm -hmm. 642. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, the police report on Bruce Springsteen's DWI arrest was released yesterday. Check this out. A, a police officer evidently approached Bruce after he saw him take a shot of Patron tequila at Gateway National Recreation Area in Sandy Hook, New Jersey. And at that point, he got on his motorcycle and started the engine. The police officer approached Bruce and said, uh, you're not allowed to drink there. And Bruce admitted that he had had two shots over the past 20 minutes. Uh, The officer looked at the Patron bottle, and at that point it was empty. So the officer administered a field sobriety test. That did not go well. He said Bruce had glassy eyes, smelled strongly of alcohol, and was visibly swaying back and forth. Uh, When the officer told Bruce to please take 18 steps, Bruce took 45. (laughs) Well, counting is hard when you get old. Overachiever. (laughs) I just, you know, in case you didn't like those first 18. See if I can do a little bit better. Give me the alternatives here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bruce refused to take a breathalyzer test, so the officer brought him in for blood work. 
his blood alcohol content was 0.02%, which is... Not even close. Yeah, it is well under the legal limit of 0.08%. However, he was still charged with DWI, reckless driving, and consuming alcohol in a closed area and has a virtual court hearing sometime this month. So as I'm reading this in the New York Post... Mm-hmm. Uh, did the officer actually see him drive? Can you charge him with reckless driving if you didn't witness him well, driving? From what I understand, okay, the story that I heard is has a couple more details to it. That he was stopped on his motorcycle and he was talking to some fans I who see. offered him a drink. Okay. And he took a couple of shots and then he got on his motorcycle and the police officer witnessed all of this. And then as soon as he got on his motorcycle and started to drive away, that's when the cop pulled him Stopped over. Stopped him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And he refused the breathalyzer, which, you know, it sounds like now he should have just done. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happens? Okay, so you're showing other signs. You're a little off balance and you can't count. But you blow and you get a point, a point oh two. Yeah. So then what happens? Are you in the clear then if your blood alcohol level is? I think they make you wait and then repeat it, Jen. Because is that what like, they do? It yeah, it doesn't take effect right away. And also if you refuse, like sometimes you automatically lose your license depending on what state it is for like a, an extended amount of months. Like for mm. six months, you could be without a license if you refuse the breathalyzer yeah you remember the time we had a police officer come in here with a breathalyzer machine and we did an experiment <laughs> and do you remember how many bud lights i you found that morning lot. was it like eight yes didn't you drink eight? Uh, i think it was 10 <laughs> when all was said and done but i think we did the test like uh-huh. after eight and we were all shocked to see that i was still under the legal limit and his point was give it time yeah give yeah. it time it takes a little bit it doesn't show up right away in there and yeah but but yeah, but even so, I mean, that surprised me that it would that would yeah. take that long to show up. Yeah, we were kind of blown away by that, right? Because you were a little tipsy. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, Taylor Swift made her big announcement on Good Morning America yesterday. She has finished re-recording her 2008 album Fearless. Hmm. It's done. Oh, let me uh, let me pull that up. Okay. I've now in- finished re-recording. All of Fearless, which will be coming out soon. My version of Fearless will have 26 songs on it because I've decided to add songs from the vault, which are songs that almost made the original Fearless album, but I've now gone back and recorded those so that everyone will be able to hear not only the songs that made the album, but the songs that almost made it. The full picture. There you That's go. That's kind of fun. Because hmm. when it? she first recorded that album, you know, you were limited in how many tracks you could fit onto a CD back mm-hmm. when that's back when that was, you know, the only technology before streaming. Like 70 minutes, wasn't it? Wasn't Something like, like the that. Limit? And remember, she's doing this because she's so mad at Scooter Braun for buying the rights to those early albums. And she wanted to own her own catalog, which, you know, you can completely and totally understand. And this is her way of reclaiming it. She did not say when the album is coming, but fans figured out it's probably April 9th because she wrote an Instagram post about it in all lowercase letters, but she hid some capital letters that spell out APR 9th. Hmm. She first, loves leaving those little, I don't know, problems to Easter, Easter eggs. Yeah. yeah. But the first song is already here at midnight this morning. Taylor dropped her new version of Love Story. Hmm. I always, I know, I like that song too. We'll have to find it. 
Yeah, she I has can't been wait busy. To... She's done two albums and this one, like mm-hmm. just in the past year. That's well, nuts. and people are suspecting that the the two albums that she's already released to the new music that there's a third coming. Whoa! So yeah, how, she's been very busy. How different do you think they'll sound? You know, compared know. to the original versions, or or did she endeavor to make sure they sounded identical? I would think the fans would what expect maybe. You know, it's got to sound at least as good, if Mostly, not better than, yeah. you know. Mostly the same with maybe a, you know, a tweak to make it more 2021. It's going to be all acoustic versions. <laughs> Great. How do you know you're buying that one, though? Like, is it labeled oh, I'm differently sure. I'm when you sure. go to download it? Yeah. Yeah. Mine. Some One lucky person is going to score a $500 Jeff Ruby gift card. Oh, can you imagine? Doesn't that sound just like the perfect... Way to celebrate Valentine's Day. I can't think of a more perfect gift, really. It's a perfect gift for every day, not just Valentine's Day. But here's the deal. We're looking for your do-over stories. Did you have a Valentine's Day go wrong? Maybe your fault. Maybe your partner's fault. Maybe just the universe intervened and screwed you over. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It It does. It happens. Why do you need a do-over? A Valentine's do-over. You tell us why. Yep. What happened? Tell us how yours went wrong. And then uh, later this morning, at some point this morning, we're going to draw the winner for the $500 gift card to Jeff Ruby's. So 513-749-2320. Yeah. That's coming up uh, here in the next 10 minutes. Meanwhile, Valentine's Day is Sunday, which means we only have time for one more V-Day playlist, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. This one comes from your favorite hookup site, Tinder. They collected the top 103 anthems users have added to their profiles around the world. And according to Tinder, adding an anthem improves swiping experience, leading to more matches. Who knew? Hmm. And I'm just looking through some of these and, uh, boy, I like a lot of them. Yeah? Yeah, like we just played Levitating a little bit ago from Dua Lipa and Baby. I love that song. Yeah, it's, I do too. It's one of my faves. Uh, let's see. Rockstar by DaBaby and Roddy Rick. Is it, is it R-I-C-C-H? How do you pronounce that? Rick or Rich? Rich. Mm. Uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake and Lil Dirk. Wop, Cardi B. Of course. <laughs> Megan yeah, yeah. Thee Stallion. That's romance right there. That's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> For the night, Pop Smoke, Lil Baby and DaBaby. Anyone by Justin Bieber, Bad Boy. A lot of these are uh, current hits. Juice World, Young Thug. Uh, what You Know About Love by Pop Smoke. Yeah, there's a lot on here. Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. It's not my favorite. Do you guys have any plans, Jeff, for Valentine's Day or Tim? Jen, you guys got anything going on? Yeah, we're going to dinner. Uh, she booked us at Emory in Marymount, which we've never been. But it's on Marymount Square, so it'll be our first time trying that restaurant. We got we got dinner booked every night. We're kind of making a Valentine's weekend of it. We haven't been to 20 Bricks in a million years, so we're going to Milford tonight. That's a good spot. Yep. And then tomorrow night, we're trying out Chibo Vino on Mount Lookout Square, the new Italian place. I'm intrigued about your review. Yep. We'll give you a full report on that. And then uh, Sunday night, Valentine's night, we're doing Emory in Marymount, so we'll see. Fun. Yeah. Tim, you're a newlywed. I mean, not newlywed, but you're in the engaged crew. What are you doing? Uh, we were just talking about this yesterday, and we we feel like holidays are just weird during pandemic times and that we weren't really sure, but we were going to make sure we did something on Sunday together. So 
Don't, mm. I don't know what it's going to be yet. But mm. What are mm. you going to do, Fritch, all hold up in your house? <laughs> well, we have a tradition ever since our daughter was born where we do uh, the make-your-own-pizza so I already got all of that stuff to make the little tiny pizzas. And then we just, you know, probably eat candy. Nothing too exciting. <laughs> that works. That works. That does sound kind of fun. I know. Yeah. We've been doing it every year. Even when our kid was like almost one, we still let her do her own pizza. Like I know there's a lot of, um, like I know Dewey's is doing one of those kits where you put down the sauce and you can do the toppings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Mallory, tell us why you need a Valentine's do-over. Okay, so back in college, my boyfriend and I, we had agreed, you know, we're broke college students. We're not going to do anything for Valentine's Day. No presents. We're just going to order, you know, pizza, those heart-shaped pizzas. So I'm on board. He's on board. Well, I come over to his apartment. Well, he and his roommate went and made me a -A Build-A-Bear bear, had the scent in it and everything, had me flowers, and he got us little keychains that like puzzle piece keychains that go together had her names on it and the date we started dating okay well me being on board i bring nothing mm-hmm. not even a card over yeah i felt like the biggest idiot so i had nothing for him and you know he plays it off like oh no big deal maybe it wasn't a big deal but i felt like the, i felt so stupid so i got nothing and he spoiled me with all these things you got duped I got you. Listen, Mallory, you're not alone. This happens to me every year. (laughs) And and Chris, don't be the one to bring it up. Hey, let's just keep it low key this year. I'm like, okay, you sure? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, we don't need to spend all that money. Let's just keep it low key. We'll lay low. You know, we don't need to do all that. Okay. (laughs) And then there you are. And then there There I am. I I come downstairs and, you know, there's like a whole spread of stuff. Roses and, you know, like four roses, bourbon and a card and maybe some chocolates or something. Yeah. Now, do you think, though, I mean, when that does happen and the agreement had been made, do you think the other person is really disappointed that you didn't do anything? Or are they like, you know, we made the deal. Totally cool. I don't know. I'm going to ask Mallory that question. What do you think? Well, I don't know. If it was roles reversed, I would have probably been mad if I got him something and he didn't get me anything. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if that's not a game or a breaker because 11 years later, we've been married for two years and I've never forgot a Valentine's Day or never got a present since then. I've always done it. You've always done it. Well, listen, if you win this Jeff Ruby, this $500 gift card to any Jeff Ruby steakhouse, you can really set them up and say, honey, let's just keep it low key. Let's not do anything this year. And then you spring that (laughs) on him. Exactly. Perfect gift. Right. Yep. All right, Mally, I got to put you on hold because we got to get your phone number. Okay. So hang on. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. She's on line one. Let's go to Allison here. Line two. Hey, Allison, how are you? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Good. How did you or your partner ruin Valentine's Day? Uh, well, I had an ex-fiance once who, uh, I guess while he was out of town, he sent me the wrong flowers he meant to send to his, I guess, quote, uh, permanent part-time baby. And uh, it was the wrong girl. Oh. I, I was the wrong girl. Uh-oh. And, yeah, so I could tell by the name who it was. I called the flower store, kind of found out where she lived, pretended to be her because I got the wrong flowers. <sighs> and I wanted to, I just wanted to make sure her flowers weren't better than the ones he 
It's sent to me. <laughs> and were they? Uh, well, they were, and that's why he's an ex-fiance. I see. Sure. Okay. Sure. That's a War so, of the Roses story in the mm-hmm. making right there. Mm-hmm. War of the Roses. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I was better off without him, so it, it worked out for me. Good. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, it, it wasn't fun at the time. Right. Well, it might lead to a $500 Jeff Ruby's gift card this time around. That's right. Yep. Then you can really look back on it with a smile, a yep. chuckle. It would make it kind of totally worth it. All right. Well, All right. Allison, well, thank you. you're very welcome. We're going to put you on hold so we can get your phone number, and we're going to go to Jen now on line three. I'm going to slip this to Tim here. Tim, hang on. Let me see if I can screw. We got this plexiglass, so passing notes is difficult. There we go. <laughs> uh, hey, Jen, how are you this morning? Good. How are you guys this morning? Excellent. How did you or your partner ruin Valentine's Day? So I guess I don't have a particular instance of ruining Valentine's Day, but my birthday is on the 19th. So every year I get... One gift. Oh, you get a combined gift. Yeah. Right. And then also to add insult to injury, I ended up getting married on the 21st. Way to go. And then had my son on the 23rd. Oh, man. That's a lot. That day is not even thought about in our house anymore. That's not right. Nope. (laughs) I can kind of relate to you because uh, Tim can too because our birthdays are on the 18th and 19th of November. And even though it's not the same month as Christmas, I can't tell you how many relatives, especially from out of town, you know, when they would send something for the birthday, they'd say, oh, and I added an extra five bucks for Christmas too or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I can relate. All right, Jen, I'm going to put you on hold, and Tim's going to take down your phone number, okay? Okay, thank you. You betcha. And, Tammy, we're going to wrap it up with you. Tammy, how did you or your partner ruin Valentine's Day? I have been hesitant about calling all week, but anyway. (laughs) Why? Because this might need to be edited. Oh, Oh, perfect. These are our favorites. Go. Can we go with Kay instead of Tammy? <laughs> it's a little late now, sure. Tammy. Okay, Kay. <laughs> so my close friends would know this story. But anyway, after giving birth to two extremely large twins weighing over eight pounds each, we oh planned to um we had our first night out. They were born in early right before Valentine's Day. Wonderful Valentine's gift. They um were a section delivery. We wake up at, well, I woke up um, uh, really early on Valentine's morning. It was probably like 3 a.m. To pretty much, I think the best way I could describe it was very similar to a scene from The Godfather, which involved a horse head. <laughs> oh, my God. And, um, sending two young people home, they didn't explain that, you know, there might be complications with the section delivery. Anyway, needless to say, that night, our, you know, plans of going out and, and my mom babysitting didn't actually happen. So um, I guess that was my fault, but he was included in it. Oh. So how, how are you going to work with that? Yeah, how do you work with that? Good question. No, I meant how do you two work with that? Oh, I oh. don't. <laughs> For the radio. <laughs> Honey, you're live. Yeah, you're on the, yeah, this is done. Yep, it's already. We have already worked with it. <laughs> There's no working to be done. <laughs> but I love the story, nevertheless. Yeah. You know, yeah, make that stuff up. 
speaking as a C-section baby, but I'm going to put you on hold so we can get your, I know, that's what makes us all so wonderful. Yeah, okay, great. And uh, you know what? I was only one person, and I weighed almost as much as your two big twins. Jeff didn't want to come out. You were how many weeks late? I I was, I think I was like 10 months. (laughs) I really do. Yeah, they took them. They actually took them on their due date. She told me, my mother told me that I was due in the month of October, and I didn't come along until November 18th. And she kept saying to the doctor, like, shouldn't we induce? Shouldn't we do something? He's like, no, let's just let it happen naturally. And then when the time came, finally, they had to do a C-section, and I was 10 pounds, 3 ounces. Dang, you were a big baby. Yeah. Dangerous. Dangerous, too. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to put you on hold. Tim's going to take down your phone number, and we may be calling you later to give you that Jeff Ruby $500 gift card to any Jeff Ruby Steakhouse. Thank you. All right, fingers crossed. So I got her on hold, and there you go. We'll draw the winner sometime between now and 10 o'clock. It's Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. But first, we got to check those roads once again. Tori Cannon standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. I hate Valentine's Day. I know that's like a chick's holiday, but I hate that day. It's disappointing. It's a disappointing holiday, right? It never turns out the way you want. It's never romantic enough. Too much pressure on Valentine's Day to be the perfectly most romantic day ever. And the problem is that all the pressure's on the guys, and it's not your fault. Because it's all on you, and you have jobs, and you're busy. You can't do everything, you know, and you forget, and then you show up with something you bought at, like, a gas station or something. Or, like, from a guy selling fruit by the side of the road. Like that little bear that clips on your shirt. Says, I love you very much. Why don't you lay something away next year, man? Too much pressure on to be the most sexy holiday ever. That's the biggest problem. It's got to be like a sexy day, you know? If you're in a couple and you don't have sex on Valentine's Day, you're like, oh my God, our relationship is messed up, you know? So you've got to have sex. It's got to be like a hot day and all day you're running around threatening each other like... I am going to break your hip. A big meal, you know, and you have the chocolate covered strawberries, champagne. Two hours later, you're like, oh, what was in that cheese? Good lord. Oh, I don't know, honey, something's definitely wrong. I'm not used to hearing Aisha Tyler so animated. Mm. But uh, she's one of my favorite comedians, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. It is 738. And the Gorilla Glue is finally out of that woman's hair. We'll have the full story. Plus, is that a snowman or a dead body? It is Friday, the 12th of February of 2021. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right. Our long national nightmare is over, people. Which one? <laughs> oh, not that one. The other one. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Tessica Brown, the woman from Louisiana who went viral after she used Gorilla Glue instead of hairspray. <laughs> as, as, that was something. Which kept her hair from moving for an entire month. Did they finally just shave her head? I mean, did she finally just be like, okay, I quit and I'm just going to start over? No. A plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills, California, actually performed surgery on her Wednesday 
and used a special chemical treatment on her hair. Uh, and this was not easy to do. It took four hours. Uh, this type of procedure would normally cost $12,500. Oh yeah. Uh, but he did it for free. And when it was all said and done, he got out the glue and Tessica's hair could move again. So what did he, he just is some sort of chemical process, something yeah. more powerful than nail polish remover. It's a VO5 hot oil treatment. <laughs> right. <laughs> something from Tresemme. Dr. Rula Lenska <laughs> performed the procedure. No, I don't know. Of course, now that she's got all this attention, there are a lot of idiots out there who want a piece of the action, which is why the Gorilla Glue Challenge has sprung up on social media. Uh, we came across a guy by the name of Len Martin from Louisiana who wanted to prove that Gorilla Glue isn't that sticky. So he glued a red Solo cup to his lip. What? Yeah. And ended up in the ER. Duh. Well, now <laughs> part of his lip might have to be removed if it doesn't heal right. I'm going to show y'all something. I got some Gorilla Glue right here. I'm going to take it, put it on this cup, put it in my mouth. Then I'm going to be licking and get it off. Don't it's easy. do it. Don't gorilla do it. Garbage. Uh, then I'm going to put it on my mouth. No. I trimmed the cup with some Gorilla Glue oh God. and placed it in my mouth for a few minutes, in which I thought that I could lick it off, but that didn't work, though. Basically, I had my pressure was up. I mean, I was going through a lot of distress also. Basically, I'm washing and peeling, you know, to get it off from there. For my upper skin on my lip, you know? Ah, oh, jeez. Some people just got no sense. I guess. No sense. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. What's done is done. Yep. You want a way to predict if your significant other is going to complain about whatever you do this Valentine's Day? You might be able to get a hint from their first name. A new study has figured out what names are most likely to complain on Valentine's Day. And I am pleased to report Jeff is not on that list. Wow. But Michael is. I was going to say, your birth <laughs> given name, was is it on there? Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is based on how many negative reviews. This is interesting. There was a scientific method to this. It's based on how many negative reviews people with different names left about Valentine's Day events and travel destinations. Interesting. And when they went through all those negative reviews, the names with the most complaints are Deborah. <laughs> Mar so I once years ago, a million years ago, had a girlfriend named Deborah. Did you? Yeah. And was she a complainer? She knew how to complain. Some people are just really good at it. Yeah. The relationship didn't last very long, but I remember like her brother would, one of the ways he would press her buttons is he would call her Deborah and oh. he used to make her crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Deborah was Mark Deborah. Deborah uh, was uh, number one, followed by Mark, Helen, uh -huh. David, Adrian, John, Michael, Sarah, Jenny. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not Jenny. Fritch is Jenny, kind of. I am a Jenny, yeah. But I hardly ever complain. I usually just move on. Like if I get, but you know what I mean? When you have a bad experience somewhere, I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. See you later. Yeah. Is there a list of people who complain in their head or maybe to their significant other, but don't expect anything out of it? Yes. Number yeah. one, Tim. There you go. 
my, my expectations are so in the garbage can on most things in the world that you know it would take quite a bit to disappoint you. Yeah, it was, was it absolute <laughs> trash or was? But you know, whatever. I, my expectations were low. I went into it assuming it would be. Yeah, Jeff has always. Are you still a proponent of that attitude? Go in with you know low expectations that way um, if it's great it's really great some places i am other times I'm, I'm optimistic you know based on their reputation and past experiences i'm feeling pretty good about it and i'm sometimes surprised like we had a dining experience last week that fell woefully short of our expectations and we were really disappointed and it wasn't things that were out of their control they were very much within their control mm. which is what made it so disappointing hmm. uh claire uh, James, and finally, Karen. So Karen is on the list, but she's at the bottom of the list. Mm. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.